0: Well, we are continuing our series, uh, Christmas Unboxed, talking about unboxing joy and God's ultimate plan. Unboxing joy and God's ultimate plan. Now, we got to look at the word joy. The word joy is different from the word happy. Happy will be over here. This is the word happy. Everyone say happy. Happiness comes and go goes happiness depends on circumstance or happenstance so you could be happy but then stub your toe you're no longer happy you could be happy and then your kids back talk you and then you're not happy you could be following me here so happiness comes and goes but joy is permanent Joy is something we can have in the midst of persecution. Joy is something we can have in the midst of suffering and trials and turmoil. Joy is something we can have in any situation, and it's always there because the Holy Spirit lives within us. And it is because God, the Holy Spirit, lives in us, and God is permanent. His promises are permanent. Joy is always there. Joy doesn't fluctuate. Happiness fluctuates. Fluctuates. So we're talking about joy in God's ultimate power, joy in God's, God's ultimate plan. And the, the beauty about God's plan is that it is permanent and we can have joy in his plan. And we're going to look at the book of Luke, Luke chapter 1. And I want to introduce you to the two people. The first one in, is, is uh, 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 Zechariah and Elizabeth. Now Zachariah was a priest, and and during this time you had thousands of priests. And and these priests, because there were so many of them, they would ser- only serve two weeks a year at the at the temple. So they go two weeks a year at the temple, and that was that was it. And then once a year, the, the high priest, whoever the high priest was, would go into the Holy of Holies, light the incense, um, and that's where the Ark of the Covenant was and all that stuff, and the temple. And that's what the priest would do. The priest would go and, and do that. But only the high priest could go into the Holy of Holies. And this year it happened to be Zechariah. So Zechariah was a priest, a high priest, and he had his wife, Elizabeth. Now, Elizabeth was childless. They'd been praying for years and years and years and years and years to have a child, but to no avail. And they were getting older in age, but they, set pr- they kept praying, and they kept praying, and they kept praying because they wanted a child so badly. And Zechariah gets the call that that he is the high priest that year, and then it so happens that he gets he gets the call that he is to be the one that goes into the holy of holies. Like this is something you only do once a year back in biblical times. During this time frame, you would only go in the holy of holies. Like I mean, once a lifetime is the only time you would do it. So he's in the temple with you know, the presence of God there. And while he's in the temple, in Luke chapter 1, the angel Gabriel comes to him. And this is where we pick up the story in Luke chapter 1, starting with verse uh, 11. Luke chapter 1, verse 11. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zacharias saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to return to the hearts of the parents of their children and children and, and the disobedient by the, or, or to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So Zechariah is in the temple and he's praying it's interesting that it doesn't seem as if he's praying for his people, for the Israelites, for the Hebrews. It doesn't seem like he's praying for his nation. What it seems like he's praying for, since he's like, you know, right next to God there in his thinking, I'm going to pray that my wife becomes pregnant and has, has, has a child. And, and look at verse 13. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. So... He's praying, whether he's praying for the nation, whether he's praying for God's love to be seen, it's not sure. But one thing is for sure, what was on his heart was for his wife to become, uh, to, to become pregnant with a child. And this angel comes to him and says, and, and as the story continues, angel Gabriel comes to him and says, the Lord has granted you your prayers. He has heard your prayers. You will have a child. And you know what Zechariah does? He says, wait a minute, you don't understand. How many times have we heard that in the Bible? We're praying, 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 and then God answers our prayer. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Do you understand? He says this. He goes, we're old. I'm old and my wife's old. First of all, you don't question God. Second of all, you don't ever call your wife old. Am I right? I'm just saying, I don't care if she's like 500 years old. You don't call her old. So he did that, but she wasn't there, so I guess that's all right. So it's never all right. So, so what happened was the angel said, do you understand who is talking to you? I stand in the presence of God. God has sent me to you to tell you your wife Elizabeth is going to give birth to a son and you doubt. Well, you're going to go mute. So you can't speak until the time is right, meaning when John the Baptist is, is, is born. And so, when after that, he came out of the temple, and everyone was like, What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? And he was like, mm, 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 mm. And he couldn't talk. Everyone knew, though, he had some type of encounter with. God, Some type of encounter with the living God. And, and they wanted to know more and more and more. And so, and so um, um, uh, after this account, months, months pass. And then at the end of chapter 1, Elizabeth gives birth to John the Baptist. And the name John means God is gracious. And what's interesting, John was not a family name. But that's the name that God wanted Zachariah and Elizabeth to. To give John the Baptist to give their child John, God is gracious, and uh, and then Luke transitions into the story of Jesus being promised to the world. So we have this promise first of John the Baptist coming into the world, and then we see John the Baptist come into the world. Then we have the story of the promised Jesus coming into the world. And here's what we read in Luke chapter one, verses 26 to 38. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. For no word from God will ever fail. For no word from God will ever fail. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left. The significance of. Of this is is important to, to understand because there's a lot of similarities between the story of John the Baptist and between the story of, of Jesus and and these uh, similarities are important. But there are some differences that 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 should be stated because there is a superiority of the birth of Jesus. And here's what we have: the first one we have is that the difference is that Jesus would not. Jesus would be born of a virgin, not just barren parents. The second one is that Jesus would sit on David's throne, unlike John, who would prepare the way for the Lord. See, these similarities. And Luke, who, remember, also wrote Acts, with the series that we just completed, is drawing these comparisons, but really showing that John the Baptist's role and his purpose is to point the way of Jesus, to say the one is coming, and that Jesus is the Messiah, the one who will come, and the one who will save all people. And in this account, we learn something about Mary. We learn that Mary is a, is a deep thinker. We learn that Mary is somebody who is uh, pond, one, who likes, one who will ponder events, Uh, Here's what I mean. In in Luke chapter 1, verse 29, we read in the New American Standard Bible, but but Mary was perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what what kind of salutation this was. She kept pondering it, like, what is going on? She's processing it. She's thinking about it. And then, once again, in the next chapter, angels come to the shepherds. And, and the angels say, glory to God in the, in the highest. Today in this uh, city of David, a Savior has been born. And then the shepherds leave the area and they go and they see the baby Jesus in the manger. And then they are there worshiping Jesus. And it's in this account that we read Luke chapter 2 verse 19. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The reason I bring this up because I think this is a good quality to have. Here she was, God doing these, what he does, God things everywhere, right? These big, miraculous things that only God can do all around. God was impacting people all around. God was working in their lives and in her life. And and she was able to ponder what God was doing. She was able to slow down and say, all right, Lord, like what is going on here and what what a what a story for us what a example for for us to really take in Our, in this busy season of christmas of of you know parades and of gifts and of buying things and of you know going to parties and work parties and school parties and this and that and all of that stuff what a what a great example for us to to really take the words of, of mary to ponder and to think about of the things that God is doing around us. Let's not let the busyness of the season get a hold of us so much that it takes the joy out of what we're here to do, to serve the Lord. And And so Mary gets this announcement that she's pregnant. And she has to tell Joseph, hey, Joseph, I'm pregnant, but God, you know, Holy Spirit, it's I'm a virgin, and Joseph, of course, doesn't uh, believe her. So, so the angel came to Mary, and Mary then went down to the hill country, uh, uh, the hill country in in Judea, and she spent time with her cousin Elizabeth. Remember, Elizabeth was in her sixth month of pregnancy. So she went down there to spend time with Elizabeth. And when she spent time with Elizabeth, Elizabeth says that 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 when you came, the baby in my womb, who was John the Baptist, became known as John the Baptist leaped. Like, like this is the Messiah here. Like God is doing something big. God's plan is unfolding. So much so that the baby in Elizabeth's womb leapt because, because God was doing something big. His plan was coming to fruition. His plan from all eternity was coming to be. And, uh, and then the story of Mary and Elizabeth, we could read in verse 39. Luke chapter 1 verse 39. At that time Mary got ready And hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zachariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, "'Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear.'" But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me as soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And after this, Mary busts out in the song. She starts singing. Like, you know when you get so excited, you just have to sing? I, get, I don't do that, but I mean, I see it in the movies where you get so excited and you sing. Like, la, 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 la. You wouldn't want me singing. I was, I was This close to breaking out like the sound of music. Because I just watched it on Thanksgiving. But I'm not going to do it. I'll spare you from all of that. But she, she breaks out in the song. So remember, God. It's just placed the Messiah in her womb. The the just this miracle has just happened. She's about to, you know, she's eventually going to give birth to the savior of the world. She starts singing. And you know what she starts singing about? The main thing is not herself. It wasn't like, look at me, I'm all that. I got power now. <laughs> you will listen to me. No. Here's what she does. She the song emphasizes on three things. One. That God will lift up the humble. Two, the the humiliation of God's enemies, especially, especially the proud and the rich, having to do with the rich oppressors, you know, people oppressing others. And then three, the focus is the fulfillment of God's promises to Abraham. She's not even thinking about herself. She's thinking about other people. God's master plan is unfolding in her very eyes and she has a part of it as she's thinking of other people. And then that comes to us now. Because we see that God had a plan for Elizabeth and um, God had a plan for, for Mary. God had a plan for Zachariah. God had a plan for Joseph. Can I tell you something? Zachariah and Elizabeth we ordinary people. There was nothing like special about them. Joseph and Mary, they're ordinary people. Joseph was going to call off the engagement because once Mary told her, hey, I'm pregnant, he was thinking about calling it off. He was an ordinary guy. But you want to know what the difference was? They were willing to be used for the kingdom. They were willing to be used for God's great plan. And here's the beauty, that God still to this day invites all of us into this great grand story where we could bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. To this day, he still invites us into this wonderful story. And and, and we get a glimpse of that every day. And like sometimes what happens though is that we see God's great big plan and we go, where do I fit in? Have you ever asked that question? Where do I fit in, God? Like, what do you want me to do? Sometimes we think we have to do all this great big stuff when, when sometimes all we have to do is ask God, what is in front of us? So for example, we're at the uh, Kaimiki parade y- yesterday. Who went to the parade, by the way? Who's at the parade? All right. Who heard me yelling at the parade? All right, if you weren't there, you heard me. You got the KCS. Uh, school is coming. We're like, yeah, Casey. Yes, yeah, Kentucky Christian School. Yeah, and then they're like, oh man. Yeah, anyways, <laughs> so we're yelling and cheering on our school and all that. And uh, and and the cool part is is that uh, there is a common grace girl there. Her name is Mamey. Is Mamey or Mamey? Mamey, Mamey, Mamie was there. And 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 she's. Fun and common and grace, and, and, and Robert and Aries is, is, their, is, their, is their mentor, is her mentor. They've had her for like two or three years uh, as, a, as a mentor, mentee, and she's kind of become family. And here's the cool part about it. Like, we're hanging out at this parade and doing all that, and then we go on Facebook Live, because that's what we do. And Cameron and I are like, you know, just, you know, being silly. And then she's there. Maybe they're like, hey, say something. And uh, and here's what she said. It's a little video. We're gonna show you what she said on Facebook Live at the end. Happy today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you just said Happy 5th day on Christmas. Yeah, Happy guys, God bless you. Oh, you're so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I just shared just a little clip. That's a little funny. But if you know the you know the whole story, but here's the deal. You got you got two people connected with common grace, saying we could mentor a kid. And then 2 or 3 years later here's what's going on now. You know, here she is her own person, growing up, maturing, having confidence. It's it's just talk about God's plan. We don't have to do 4 billion things, but we could do that one thing and do it well. But but the key is are we willing to do something like that? There's an Ohana group that has uh, adopted uh, a 10th grade class at, at Kamehameha Christian School here. And, um, and, and they do things with them and all that, and then they play sports, and they watch, they watch them play sports. And, and like a month ago, they went and watched them play basketball. And I think we got a picture of that. This is the Ohana group. You guys, the red circle, they're in the back there. There's about eight or nine from the Ohana group watching KCS guys and the gals play basketball. It's not, it doesn't take a PhD to hang out with students. Like, hanging out with students is like the coolest thing in the world. But the thing is, is, is this group here, they're just willing to go. They're willing to get all their little kids in their minivans, you know, and to drive them to whatever basketball, you know, court that they're playing at to watch them. So we're talking about God's plan, talking about God's ultimate plan and what God is doing. We've got to figure out what is right in front of us. What can we do? And there's more things in front of us than we realize. But like Mary, she pondered things. She was able to slow down and see what God was doing or see opportunities of what God was doing. I think of Operation Christmas Child. I think we had 300 shoe boxes. We fill up shoe boxes and you put stuff in it. And by the time everything's done, the box costs like $60. But you don't know that until you get the box. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, if you got a box, you know what I'm talking about. So you, you put it in, and then you, 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 sh- you ship it, or it, it gets shipped, and it goes to a child in an underdeveloped country. And the beauty about this box is that it is probably the best Christmas gift a child will get in some underdeveloped country. And it's it's more than that. It's saying that because Jesus loves you, Jesus loves me, I want you to know Jesus loves you. And and you can start connecting with your child that way. And three hundred boxes just or or so from our church went out. Why? Because people stepped up and said, I'll take the lead on getting the boxes here. I'll go in the back. I think it was John, yeah, I'll go in the back, and I'll set up boxes, and I'll pass them out, and I'll make sure we have enough, and then once all the boxes are filled, we'll get a team together and make sure we ship them off, and, and, then, and then we have a great church that says, hey, I'll fill up the boxes. That's part of God's plan. And I bet you there's things you're doing right now, little things, that are so pleasing to God that you probably don't even think of as pleasing to God. But think about the, all the opportunities around you. Another way we could serve God, the further his kingdom, is is on the Lanai there. You have these boxes. And um, and 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 these boxes are really cool because you just put them together and then there's all this uh, tinsel and stuff. And 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 it makes a, a, a box, like a like a Christmas box. And you can Go and get some mugs, put hot chocolate in it, you know, and hot chocolate packets and hot chocolate cups or whatever it is. You get to your neighbor and you can invite them to church, invite them to Jingle Jam, invite them to Christmas Eve services. That's a great way to say, hey, we'd love to have you. And what a great opportunity to invite your friends, your coworkers, your teammates, your whoever to, to, to come to Christmas Eve services or Jingle Jam or church. And if you know your neighbor likes, you know, a certain candy, put that candy in there and then invite them to church and say, come on down. So as the band comes, let me ask this question. How do we unbox joy in God's ultimate plan? How do we unbox joy and God's ultimate plan? So all these Christmas gifts, in case you didn't know, have gifts in them. Not really. Just the ones that are different. <laughs> so how do we unbox joy and God's ultimate plan? Like, God has this plan for all of us, right? And sometimes it's right in front of us and we don't even know it. But we need to slow down and say, God, what is it you have for me? God, what is it you want to do in my life? God, what is it that you're saying um, I could do for the kingdom? And, and what gifts and what skills do you have? And what excites you? Because that's probably the area God's saying, I want you to, I want you to excel in that. So how do we unbox the joy of God's ultimate plan? Number one. Take time, slow down, and see the needs around you. I know, I don't know about you, but me, I think I'm out four or five times this week, like my family and I. (laughs) It's crazy. And the three little ones, it's crazier. But that's the season. It's a busy season for everyone for the most part. But slow down and see what the needs are around you. And then how can you meet those needs? How can you serve those needs? The second one, though, is kind of a little bit of the opposite. It's to slow down and just to take time to be with your loved ones, because sometimes during this season we ne- we neglect our loved ones, whether our cousins or our uncles or our moms or our dads or our, uh, uh, our spouses or our kids. So, for whatever one this represents for you, whether you need to slow down and just see how you could serve the needs of people around you, do that. Unbox the joy of God's plan for your life. Or maybe you're on the other spectrum where you're so busy, you're like neglecting your loved ones. Slow down and spend time with your loved ones. And when that happens, when we do that, then we're fulfilling what God wants us to do. And we're doing things that honor Him. And when we honor God, He's going to continue to give us more and more things to love people, to care for people, to serve people. And that's exciting when he says, I got something for you. Let's stand and let's respond by singing.